0: Good morning. It is Thursday, June 29th. Yesterday, Tennessee State University, TSU, announced the first NCAA Division I team to ever happen at a historically black college, or HBCU. This announcement has long been rumored. It has long been talked about, potentially happening at TSU. They've had a great collegiate club program for quite some time. I wanted to spend some time today just talking about why this matters, especially in the day and age of lots of diversity, equity, and inclusion conversations. And I want to give a little bit of context because terms that I hear these days a lot are woke culture, media propaganda, why do these things matter? I just want to do a little bit of storytelling to make it relevant to folks that don't have these same experiences so you know you're probably hearing this on my LinkedIn forum in the title of my profile I talk about my who I am and I label myself as a as an entrepreneur I label myself as a as a lead consultant and I always make sure to throw in there hockey enthusiast What that means to me is hockey is a part of my fabric. It's something that I found on my own as a child. I didn't grow up with you know hockey parents or hockey influence. I found it and it became a passion for life and it also became a metaphor for everything that I wound up doing career-wise, personal-wise as well. I was one of those kids that, you know, everything a coach ever told me, I took to heart as far as lessons learned in pursuit of becoming a better hockey player, but... It became mantras for being a better person, hard work, developing a work ethic, achieving goals, making teams, getting cut from teams, so learning from the failures there, and then digging deep to come back better the next year to try out again, uh, to make those teams. To stretch myself to limits further than anybody with my resume on the hockey side should have ever gotten to. I was able to play D2 Collegiate Club for the Ohio State University, only having played zero formal years of ice hockey i played a recreational league locally here in columbus ohio which nobody that plays collegiate club hockey plays one year of rec hockey prior and goes there to fill in the blanks a little bit i had played super high levels of, of roller hockey or on inline skates and that was an emerging sport at the time very similar to how pickleball is emerging right now the fastest growing sport in america back when i was a kid Roller hockey was that same way. It was the fastest growing sport in America and even worldwide. And I was right in the thick of it. There was a low cost and barrier to entry. So I was literally playing hockey, roller hockey, my entire summers 24 7. That's all I ever did. And so, you know, in my formative years of high school, trying to figure out what I'm doing with the next phase of life, I really haven't picked out a career yet. And Roller hockey became the focus because it was such a passion of mine that I was playing, you know, tournaments that were local, the regional, the national, and able to compete. And and quite frankly, I had a lot of naivety of being an adult, you know, being a teenager and thinking that because I can compete on these different stages that, you know, I was one of the best in the country. But anyway, collegiate roller hockey was also growing at that time. And so I literally made a decision on my choice for college based on who had the most developed roller hockey program because I was so passionate about it at the time and I wasn't really solidified on a career path yet and I wound up at the Ohio State University because I was familiar with the program. I actually dragged my parents all around the Midwest to different schools that had collegiate club programs but most of them were highly underdeveloped that I visited and I was very serious about it as a 17-18 year old kid in any way, landed on Ohio State. The other part of the story that I want to tell, and this is the most important one, is growing up... Sorry, let me back up. We've all seen movies like The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock, Rudy, etc. And these are stories told of families that have strong ties to some collegiate university and or sports programs, right? And... It's one of those storylines where the entire family, everybody in that family goes to these same universities. There's a strong, rich history and identity tied to those universities. And the sport is also tied to that rich history and a lot, like almost like a religious relationship between the family, the university, and that sport. Growing up, I was no different. I grew up where my father is from Selma, Alabama. My father was born at Tuskegee University. Uh, My father was heavily influenced by the Tuskegee Airmen, wound up being a, a pilot in the Air Force Reserves himself, was deployed to Desert Storm. My father also attended Tuskegee University as a young man, sidebar left school, to go home to do sit-ins and was arrested during the Civil Rights Movement with Martin Luther King because Selma was a hotbed for the Civil Rights Movement. It was basically the hub for all of it. But, you know, risked it all for the future generations. So shout out to him and everyone in Black America that is very much still alive today, most of them senior citizens now, but that fought that battle. and risked it off for people like myself to be on forums like this and speak to you today. But coming back to the main point, Tuskegee University, almost everyone on my father's side of my family went to Tuskegee University. So growing up, I grew up, you know, wearing sweatsuits and paraphernalia and and everything. Tuskegee University, I heard all the stories about, you know, the band, the football team, the campus, etc. When I annual visits to the campus, in my mind, never once was there a question growing up where I was going to school one day for college. It was going to be Tuskegee University which is a historically black college university. My mother, same thing, went to Fiske University for the first part of her collegiate career. And same thing, raved about you know, all the parties and all the fun she had on campus and the weight that we all carry, but we don't know that we do. Growing up in environments where we are the minority and suddenly we're in an environment where we are the majority. And there's a weight that we all carry that suddenly gets lifted, the mask that we all wear, The hoops that we have to jump through to normalize ourselves in these situations where minorities are suddenly lifted and we're understood. I can't stress that enough how many young minority males and females struggle and ultimately sometimes fail in situations and circumstances. Not because they're doing anything wrong, but because they're just not relatable because they come from different environments. They're highly talented, but unrelatable. I think we see that displayed greatly on the pro sports landscape and that's another conversation for another day anyway going back to the main storyline so you know growing up tuskegee is embedded in me i'm going there i'm going there and somewhere towards the beginning half of my high school career it really dawns on me that i am not going to tuskegee university because i have this passion For hockey, and I went to pursue that passion in my collegiate ventures, and I remember distinctly having that conversation with my father. And my father, being older and wiser than me, already knew it was coming. He knew it was this conversation was coming. So his heart had probably broken (laughs) prior, but this was just the finality of like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. My passion for hockey and my desire to one day go to Tuskegee. These two paths don't marry up. And so to bring this all full circle, this is really why I wanted to talk about this. Like, you know, the reason these moments are celebrated is because I am one of hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of stories just like mine. And I think people take it for granted, the fact that this isn't woke culture. This is a new phenomena. This is everyone getting the same opportunities. And this is a simple thing just to be able to chase their dreams and pursue those and also go to a heritage university that their family is tied to emotionally, spiritually, like identity-wise. This is a big moment. The other thing is it will continue to expose kids to see images of themselves doing things that are not traditional. And that is so important. You know, minorities typically have the Uh, First of all, minorities struggle to see themselves in collegiate scenarios because they don't have enough real-life examples to draw from, sometimes in networks, right? Coming from inner-city situations, that's not the career path that the bulk of people take post-high school. Most people get a job because they have needs. They don't have the luxury of taking loans. They don't even know how to secure financial aid to be able to pursue, for the next four to five years, higher education so that they will be better prepared to provide for their families in the long run of adulthood. And I just think, like, how many other children who are minorities will be able to see a whole team of minorities playing this great game called hockey and use that as a draw point of where they can see it It's tangible. They see an opportunity. They also see an opportunity where they won't have to go to a predominantly white school or predominantly white team and fit in. There will be shared experiences and shared relatability day one, which also furthers their opportunity to potentially be successful in those situations as collegiate athletes that will naturally lead to what we saw last night with the NHL draft you will lead to more collegiate athletes of color and in the American market, which the NHL is infatuated with growing, uh, promoting through the ranks and being highlighted and just growing the game organically through the minority populace of America. So, you know, I really wanted to make it a point to tell this story, to share these thoughts, to get this in real time out there. Because I think it's so important. I think it's so important that people understand why it's passion, like why it matters, why it should be celebrated, how it's not media propaganda, it's not woke culture, promote the agenda. These are real lives impacted and real people that need to see these examples and need to have these opportunities as a potential path in their pursuit of dreams. You know, when I break down America and I think about The Founding Fathers, which Americans love to reference, the word choice and the verbiage of the pursuit of happiness is important. And for me, this moment is noteworthy because it furthers that pursuit for the next generations to come. And, you know, I probably never would have been good enough to play D1 hockey, even if this opportunity existed. But man, I can't even fathom what it would have sparked in me to even have the opportunity and make that a target for myself as let's say a middle schooler because that's when I got exposed to hockey to say maybe I'm not going to Tuskegee maybe I'm going to TSU because they have a program and that becoming a, a focal point for me to train around and to try to make that team and I can't even imagine if Tuskegee had a team what my life would have been like so historic moment i'm super excited for this and i wanted to share these thoughts for everyone to have a little peek or insight into why it matters and why it should be celebrated so thank you for listening i'm going to try my darndest to make this point to get more thoughts and content out there in this realm because i think these are important conversations so until the next time hey everyone thanks for tuning in quick editor's note here TSU has plans to become an NCAA Division I program. However, as of now, they are going to be a collegiate club ACHA program to start. So I wanted to make that footnote before this uh, recording began. Thanks. Appreciate all you listeners. Keep listening, keep tuning in. Hearts and I will continue to put out quality content as you all have shown that you want this.